What's good to my community? Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Levi, and I'll be guiding us through today's conversation with Glenn Jam. He's a photographer and videographer, but not your average one. He's more of a historian and documentarian who's extremely well-connected and leads his life through authenticity, which has opened up a plethora of doors for him to help get him to the point where he's at today. Also, he's funny as hell, I might add. He had me dying a few times throughout this episode. But this is one that I've been looking forward to for a while now because I've been tuning into Glenn's content on YouTube since like 2012, way before YouTube was much more of a thing. And back then, Glenn was one of the only photographers and videographers uploading clips from concert and festival performances, as well as other major cultural events to YouTube. So he's really played an essential role in the culture, specifically in the 2010s era, and still does to this day. Needless to say, he has unmatched life experiences, which he's going to share with us, so sit tight. This one is definitely a gem. But lastly, we've been teasing this for a while now, but we have a new collection of merch dropping soon. It's a collab with the nonprofit organization Walk Good LA, one of my favorite nonprofit orgs, and my good brother Etienne Maurice. A lot of you have been asking me how you can support Creative Ambiance, and this is a great way to do it. 50% of the proceeds will also be going to Walk at LA. So follow us for more updates at creative underscore ambiance on Instagram. Support is never required, but always appreciated. All right. So enough with the announcements. Let's get right to it. Here's episode 87 of Creative Ambiance with Glenn Jam. Oh, hello there. Uh, welcome to Creative Ambiance. My name is Glenn. Um, I'm here to podcast with Levi. So. Joining me today, I have a guest named Glenn Hahn. He is a music historian. I would like to kind of label him as, but you're someone, and I don't need to, I don't think I need to tell you this, but you're somebody who's been around and present for so many cultural moments in the 2010 mainly era. So I was really excited to do this episode because I feel like you have a different perspective. First off, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, it's great to meet you. Um, we talked about this. I'm sorry that I kept like not responding no in my emails. I'm not the best at email. Sometimes I get caught up and I don't know, but I, I was really happy that you hit me up. You interviewed a lot of my really good friends. Absolutely. So I was like, you're on the level. <laughs> um, and I'm honestly like, I like doing these kinds of talks because I'm like, like you said, I did a lot of stuff way back and I'm an old head, you know? So yeah. that's Is that crazy to think about that you're an old head? Bro, I'm old? Asian. I don't think I'll ever age <laughs> in my life. So I'll just gain wisdom and one day I'll look like Mr. Miyagi, but uh, it's just not that time yet, you know? Yeah, I hear you. No, I, 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 like I said, I'm very appreciative of you coming on because back in I like what, 10 to 12 years ago, I remember you kind of were an outlet for me to experience things that I was kind of too young to experience. So when I watched your content, I was like 16, 17 year, years old. And I was like seeing you document these events and these music festivals and all these cultural moments and being like, damn, like it kind of prepped me for jumping into that lifestyle when I was old enough, you know? And I, I think that there's a lot of other people out there that are like that. You kind of served as an outlet for many people to experience what the culture was when they didn't have a way to experience it themselves, you know? I mean, thank you for thinking of me like that, <laughs> but it's totally not like that. Like I, you don't think I, so? I'm, I'm super appreciative that later on people sort of, you know, 
can I cuss or no? Like, yeah, yeah 100%. Okay. So it's like, I, I'm happy that kids fuck with it. Older people fuck with it. Like, it's just sort of, I, I recorded what was around me at the time that was super interesting to me at the time. I felt like during that period, it was weirdly my duty to record as much of it as possible because I felt like, you know, once you're in a certain point in culture and you're just like surround yourself, you're like, wow, that's really cool. Like these shoes are cool. This music is really cool. That festival is cool. That car is really cool. Those clothes are really cool. The guys throwing the parties are really cool. And once you really like absorb where you're at, you're just like, wow, maybe, you know, and, and that was just with me. I wasn't typically a person that recorded stuff. I didn't have cameras. I didn't go to film school. I didn't do anything like that. Just one day I, I picked up a camera and I was like, yo, from this point on, like, this shit is tight. I am recording it in all directions in any way with whatever I got. And it was sort of a time where, um, I mean, now we have camera phones. So it's like, you need to like yeah. go and buy a camera. You have to go do certain things um, just so that you want to be a part of that capturing culture of the time, you know? Like I started in like 06, 07. Wow. And that's like the infancy of the internet and social media and whatever. Like I was hanging out with people on MySpace. Yeah. You know? And then like uh, Facebook and all that stuff and Instagram and all that stuff. It's just later, later on to me, you know? And I just feel like I was so excited about like the newness of technology, culture, parties, music, whatever. And it was like nobody, like now there's just like, Instagrams where you could see what people have done. You know, there's recordings of how great their nights were, but back then there really weren't. So I was like, I gotta do it for myself. Uh, you felt like I, a calling I, to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I had some heroes of mine, like the Cobra Snake, who was a nightlife documenter, like photographer. He made like a Rizzoli book. You know, it's just oh, like shit. he's he was one of the guys that like I always looked up to. Other like nightlife photographers at the time at the same parties, I was just like always just about it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I always get sidetracked whenever you ask me a question, but <laughs> this is sort of the direction I think we're going. So Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And uh I it sounds like to me then it wasn't really intentional of you like wanting to do what you did. It was just more of a calling of you it just felt right, right? I mean, I'll, I'll be real with you. Like people always ask me on these like podcasts like what got you into it? I went to go see Daft Punk in 2006 at Coachella. That's iconic. Um I really wasn't a fan of DJs or electronic music or even like anything like that at that point, you know, like I got a ticket for Coachella that year because I worked for this marketing company and they gave us tickets, you know, oh, and shit. like I was most excited to see, I think Kanye and Gnarls Barkley during whoa, the time, no, you know, in 2006, crazy, you know, yeah. it's like, whoa, the hot shit that was taking over the internet was Gnarls Barkley, you know, yeah, like that song crazy was just like everywhere. So I was like, oh, cool. Maybe that's what I'm excited. I'm excited to go hang out with my friends. I don't care what I see. It was just, you know, the infancy of like that whole music festival shit. Yeah. And I'm like, and then my, I'm sorry, my friends that were with me were like, we have to go see Daft Punk. And I'm like, oh, those guys that made that cartoon movie <laughs> or whatever, you know, like I'm so naive about yeah. all this. Like I grew up listening to a lot of like, electro um, like live bands and rock bands and emo band screamo band you know live hip-hop stuff backpack hip-hop shit like rock the bells kind of shit so this was completely new to me and then it yeah. was just like yo i saw it happen in front of me it was a combination of 
all the manga robots I grew up watching, DJing this electronic music that was, for some reason, hitting me, possibly the second pill of ecstasy that I took <laughs> in my life. So that may have that been a That was a, a great combination. But sweaty hands and just like big old pupils looking at like sort of my future kind of though. You know, I was oh, like, whatever shit. that is, I'm like, I'm all about that. It struck you a know? chord. It struck a chord to this day. I'm still fucking obsessed with Daft Punk. Yeah. You know, it's like... That's my QAnon. Like Daft Punk is my QAnon. You know, like there's rumor. There were rumors for so many years. Like, yo, they're gonna reunite and play this show. I'm like, when? Like, what's going on? You know, like, yeah, you're ready. Yeah, but it's Once just, it um, yeah, it was that that got me into it, and from that point on, it it was a nice point in culture where, like, I would say in the '07s, it just blew up because there was that whole, um music scene that developed the whole fashion scene like streetwear scene that developed there's so many of my like best friends that do streetwear brands that started around like oh five it was almost like a like a renaissance of some sorts right like a cultural renaissance i mean you have to also factor in the fact that there was basically no internet stuff yet you know so whatever like culture you're creating on the internet like now you can have a whole presence where that you don't even have to be a real person you know, you could just have an internet presence, you know? Yeah. Back then, it was like, if you had an internet presence, it was just basically you sharing what you're really doing, you know? And it was for a good five to ten years, it was very authentic, you know? Oh, yeah. There was no plan or social media strategy or anything like that yet. Like know? the blog era? Blog era. I was on blogs, man. I was like... Oh, yeah. I did a, a, uh, a blog spot. I did a WordPress. You oh, know, shit. like, I did all that shit just because... Like you, that was all we had, you know, like my other friends had like Zanga, you know, it was just like, these are all proto internet, social media things that, and like, we had to read more before we fucking got to this point, you know, like we, yeah, like, like the video, the video content era hadn't started yet. There was no real outlet for people to share videos with yeah. one another. I mean, YouTube was starting, you yeah, know, it exactly. was just, just starting and it got to the point where I was like, damn, like I'm going to get on this YouTube thing and just like start uploading everything and everything and everything. and. Like, I would go shoot something at night, and then the next day at work, I would just upload it, you know? And I would just get in that cycle, you know? Yeah, and back then, there's not a whole lot of people doing that, like, within the culture that we're talking about. So I feel like that made you one of the only sources for a lot of people like me, like I was mentioning earlier during that time, to experience it. I was just like, I don't see anybody else doing this, and this is dope. Like, I feel like um, it prepped me for, for you know... Being, ta- being, being able to experience those things after I was old enough, you know? No, I mean, totally. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I personally took it, upon my, took it upon myself as if it was a job. Like, I had a real job before. Oh, you did? I worked actually at Disney for four years. Are you serious? Yeah. I was a, what the heck? I was an internet uh, producer, like an online producer. So, like, I would help have the web like help create the websites for disney.com oh that's fine you know, like i was a like if there was a joke like bro i work for like the jonas brothers <laughs> re- like yo i worked for some crazy shit like the hannah montana hannah montana to meet miley cyrus album like i worked for i think like the disney record side um because they had their own music label and everything but i worked to help build the websites so during my day-to-day like until like uh nine to five was going online and doing working on like the worst music stuff you know and then on the side you were doing at this night i'd be like i would just go out to clubs i would just be like yo i'm and gonna just take go. your camera yeah and just back then it was like and they were like really terrible cameras 
Like I have the worst photos <laughs> and the worst sounding videos from back then. But to me, it's, it's a piece of, it's an archival thing. You know, it's like the, like the shittiness of that picture of that, of that era of the, of how many pixels it shot with or whatever. It's part of like, it gives it character. Exactly. You know it's like mean? the film grain kind of, you know, yeah. it's like digital film grain kind of, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, not, not, I'm always going to be proud of anything that I shot, but I'm like, you know, later on, I was like, fuck, I wish I shot with a better <laughs> camera, you know? And something that I love that you did too, is it, it was so raw. Like you were uploading the video, what seemed like straight from your camera yeah. with no editing, especially I think that's refreshing in a world today where things are overly saturated and overly edited. Um, it's it was nice to see you just upload the video as it was shot in the camera. You know, no, I mean, like I'm not gonna be. I I didn't want to be someone that pretended to be someone. You know, like I don't edit. I don't I don't look through. I'm not good at editing. You know, so I'm just like I have a knack for sneaking in and shooting shit. You know, yeah. But also, I also had a knack for, like timing stuff to be like this is gonna be five minutes and i'm gonna shoot five minutes like in this one shot and i'm gonna edit it or not i'm just gonna upload it you know and i wanted people to be like that's like it's not edited so if it was a tight moment it's a fucking tight moment yeah it was a really cool moment and i didn't make it look cooler i didn't put any like star wipes i didn't make a filter with, like, <laughs> yeah yeah because like you Thumbnails look at and yeah shit. you look at like festival recaps or whatever of videos and it's like fucking girls and like fucking moon boots like <laughs> it's slow motion yeah and it's like it's not i was like it wasn't like that for me so let me just show you what i went through and my style was always like and i said it in a different podcast it was like going it's like I, my style was saving private ryan like the first scene in saving private ryan we're just like running around like first person pov of yeah. like a war zone and it's just like it's not a war zone it's it's a festival or a party or a dj thing but it, it makes you feel like you're there yeah That's what it I was like take from it thank you i appreciate that because to me the intent was it, it was like to be as visceral as you can be on camera um you know, without me knowing how to do any of that, not knowing how to do any director tricks. I don't know any of that stuff. It was just going off of like, damn, I really like the Copacabana scene in Goodfellas in one shot. So I'm going to try and do as many one shots of like real life as I can, you know? Yeah. And w what's crazy too, is that you've dropped so many videos over the past 10 years. Like you haven't changed that. It's been consistent I mean, throughout the 10 to 15 years, which I, is crazy. I mean, I shot a lot of videos because they're not videos though they're just like clips you know it's just yeah, like oh uh, yeah like there could be like one party and i'll have like 30 clips of that you know mm -hmm. because they're like 35 minute things that i fuck with 35 different moments 35 different moments whatever but now i don't do it anymore you know i felt like i caught my era when i was the only guy with a camera when nobody else had a camera yeah now i'm competing with like fucking iphone 14 pros <laughs> by like the the kid that wants to be the next aiden cullen or whatever you know yeah. like and I love people like Aiden Cullens that do stuff like they have the vision, you know? And I love like the kids that are under me that have this other vision. It's just that like, for me, I have my own vision and it's like to be like a, like an archiving documentarian thing, but it's like, you'll see it in like 10 years, kind of the impact of stuff. Yeah. I'm not here for like the immediate, like, like people don't get it and I'm fine with it, you know? I and you. I'm fine with like you not getting it, but I'm more of like, one day you will see how important this era was through my lens 
But I'm not out here like trying to like push it. I'm not trying to be like, yo, you know who the fuck I am? Like I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm always like at any event, I'm always like aim to be the bottom of the totem pole. The like, on I, the wall. I just don't want to be anyone that be like, who the fuck is that guy like that was having an answer? Like, it's not Glenn. You know, yeah, it wasn't me. Make sure it's not you. No, it's not me. You know? Yeah. I, I think I resonate with that a lot personally for, for the podcast because when I started this, it was in a similar fashion where I didn't know a lot of people that were sharing the stories of a lot of homies that I have that are doing really cool shit. So I felt something really similar where I was just like, I want to be the person that archives these moments yes. and like what's going on in this specific community, right? So yeah. I totally get what you're saying there. No, it's, it's, it's important to be a part of it, and it's important to be, like, um, understanding of it, and then to um, appreciate what's happening around you as it's happening, you know? And uh, you're, so. you're doing that. You're, like, time-stamping you. moments with people that you, you fuck with. Like, I, I didn't know you fuck with me, but, like, thank you so much. But <laughs> No, it, I'm a fan. I told you, yeah. man, I've, I've known about your work for, like, 10-plus years now, which is crazy. I appreciate so. that. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, it wasn't... It, it wasn't like meant to be anything you know like my mom doesn't give a fuck about this at all you know like yeah. she could care less who like a daft punk is or a skrillex is or a thundercat or a flying lotus or like a kanye or a jay-z yeah. like she doesn't care mm -hmm. so me always competing with like my i'm always she's always like what happened to your degree from ucla oh, she's you know? still on that <laughs> yeah she's been on that like damn and i'm just like whatever here's some money like you know like just here enjoy she this has, she has no idea no i was like yo it's amazon prime day you want to watch and a and a and a ipad like whatever that's hilarious this is your deadbeat son that was like down to buy all this for you, you know? flexing on her in a different fashion no, but it was i mean to be fair when i had my first job at disney she loved it because oh, it was like easy like what do you what does your son do for uh, she, like, yeah, Disney? You she know? could drop that to her friends Sorry. flex no i hear you no and i think going back to what we were just talking about earlier i think it's okay for, for people i think it's important for people to know that it's okay to be inspired or be a fan of something and not try to practice or be that and what i mean by that is like for example you know You've mentioned this as well, and I, I'm the same way. Like, I love DJs, right? I'm a big fan of DJs and turntablists mm -hmm. producing a lot of this stuff, but I feel like that doesn't mean that I need to go be that. Like, I don't need to go try to be a producer. I, that's brings me to the point of, like, I wanted to find a pocket where I fit in and play my role, and I feel like that's this. So I just wanted to put that out there. You don't need to exactly go after being something that you're a fan of. You don't need to be everything at once, you know? Oh, I've been surrounded my entire professional career by musicians djs like you know there's always a part of people that are like i could be a dj too after being around that i'm like bro you know why i love this shit so much is because i never have that like creeping thought you know i i love being what i'm doing and it's completely separate of that so yeah. it never like i'll never muddle into it like I'll, if i get if god forbid if i turn into a dj right I already understand like the weird like tension of people if I if I were to take a DJ spot from my friend like a gig you know like I already think in terms of that where yeah. I'm like I'd rather not even be it a part of it. It takes out the envy from it. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that. You know like and in the photography field most of my best friends are photographers and we just all support each other. You know it's not like a competitive field really. There's so many things to take photos of, you know. So it's just like like that but um yeah, I've always been surrounded by like musicians, actors or whatever. I was like, 
bro, I just, I would never want to be a part of that. You yeah. Know? Like, and I love it so much. So out of respect, I'm going to, like, stay the fuck back here. Exactly. And, like, you do your thing. It you know? would be, it would, like, especially since you have homies that are so talented, it's, like, I feel like it'd be disrespect for yeah. me to try and, like, yeah. be what you are. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to say least. that, I'm not, I'm not going to say that sometimes when I'm in, like, a studio session, like, my drunk ass <laughs> will, like, give him a suggestion, though. Of course. As if, like, it means something, <laughs> but I'm just, like, that's as much as I'll try and do, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you should do this, and they'll be like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah. go, going back to the consistency piece is is that important for you for consistency? Because I feel like during the, the, the those past ten years mm-hmm. or during that era, you were uploading so consistently. So, is, was that intentional for you to be consistent? Yeah, that was like I wanted people to know that that was my calling card. That I was a very consistent person. Like I would, if I was at a party you could expect the video the next day. And it's like video, not photos. I was like, you're expecting fucking video. You know, and it's like, yeah. it's 2007, 2008, like bandwidth is slow and whatever. But I, I was like, yo, I, I would figure it out, you know? Yeah. And I would just be like, yo, all y'all got that sick, like photo from last night. Here's the video, you know? And video was not always the greatest, but I was just trying to make sure that like, I'm in these like musical situations or whatever. So what's the point of taking photos? You need to like hear the music. You need to do like see the music, like people dancing to the music. That's like the actual memory. So I was like really into like consistently, consistently doing it, you know? Yeah. And I think back during that time, I read somewhere that I think you were the age of like 16 years old. That's when you started to like really break into clubs and start documenting. Is that true? No, no. I was, I mean, I was, I was a fucking good boy like i didn't go to clubs i didn't go to raves it was until i was like 21 okay and then yeah but then like honestly i never really went into raves like i was like 24 25 when i was like consistently going out you know and it was because i think it was nice because it found it was like i felt like i found the clubbing world and like i found my friends there rather than like me trying to be a club rat like trying to be someone like in this zone that wasn't like ah, for me you know see, yeah yeah like i was i thought about it but like i wasn't really like into clubbing really that much until there was a reason to club you know bro i don't i'm laughing because who told you that i was like 16 bro like who's, show who's giving the young hood rat bio like i'm i'm from glendale dog i'm not from k-town i, I gotta i gotta send you the link bro oh, because I there's literally it. an article out there that talks about you being 16 years old sneaking into clubs getting your start like shooting events and shit no i, I mean i was sneaking into clubs a lot but it was like 16 is a stretch though. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the link. Respect. That's hilarious. But no, I like I think even when you first got your start, so that was what around 21, 22, 23, like you know, recording these type of events and and, and uh what what were you initially shooting off of? What was like the camera? Oh man, like the first one was maybe like a Canon Elf pocket digital camera that's like three megapixels. Oh, and the next one was like this. I remember the name. It was a Kodak V570, and it was like a dual lens shitty camera. Like I'm just gonna refer to them all as shitty cameras, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I had like a little camcorder that I would buy because I had made a little bit of money at Disney, you know? That had like a zoom, and that was like a a Sanyo Exacti fucking video camera, right? Right. Then later on, I would start taking. Di- then I would do this thing back then where. I would record like with my right hand, like a video camera, and I would try to take digital stills oh, with my shit. other camera with a with a digital camera. So double fisting. Yeah, so I would use like a Ricoh GR digital back then, 
with my left hand because I was like trying to prove to everyone like I could do both for some reason. <laughs> but then kind of you realize you're not good at both. You're just really good at either focusing on this one or the this other one. The other one suffers. But then I was like, okay, cool. I'll shoot this and I'll just get like cool BTS moments with this, you know? So okay. I had like photos and video of the night. You know, I was like really obsessed with doing both. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then um, now, I mean, then I bought some camcorders that I like really love with like a little Sennheiser mic when I went to like concerts and stuff because audio was really important to me. Like if okay. I was going to capture video at a concert, like I on stage, it can't just be like, you know, yeah, like, and it's not nobody's going no, like, to know. Nobody's going to hire me either because like yeah. that's why I, what I was known for was like cool, like content, like from um, a festival and shit like that. And what's the point if I have like the illest shot of Skrillex and Justin Bieber and Diplo and whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, whatever. What, what a, what? Damn, it's pretty hot in here. I know, man. Like, <laughs> put the, I would put the, the vents on, but it's going to be crazy loud. Yeah. These vents are like old as fuck. Not yet. I would definitely suggest. That's a fire cardigan, by the way. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, shout out Corridor, New York. Corridor, New York. Yeah, that shit's fly. Is that an LA store now? Oh, fire. I got to check them out. Sweet. Um, but no, I was going to say, what allowed you to get the level of access that you have? Is that just through your relationships or because I feel like you were, that was also a different aspect to it was the ex exclusivity of it. Like you, you were, not very many people were able to get shots like this. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm going to be real, man. I'm just a friendly guy. You know, like I was just friendly back then. I always wanted to be approaching things like, hey, like, you know, I'm new to this shit. I'm like just green. I don't know nobody. I'm not going to pretend like I'm cool. You know, like, yeah. everyone back then was, like, trying to already be cool. I'm like, bro, I ain't cool. I am trying to, like, record as much, and I will give it to you for free the next day, you know? Okay, you just straight up with it. Also, I'm, like, I'm a huge stoner, so I was just like, yo, like, I would try to grease the hinges, like, you want to smoke this weed? And, like, fucking, like, let me in kind of shit, you know? And <laughs> weirdly, that was my combination of, like, traits that got me into these things, oh, you know? Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, I definitely snuck in. I definitely... When the security guard was looking the other way, I would, like, sneak up on stage. During but, the initial days. Yeah. But to be fair, though, once I snuck up on stage, I didn't get kicked off because I would start being friends with the guys on stage. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, but I wasn't like, hey, motherfucker. Like, I wasn't like, I, I have no, I want to have no ego. That's what I want to be known as. And not know? coming off strong. You seem like you're somebody who doesn't like performative octave, optics, right? Like, no, man. I'm like, bro, I'm a nerd. Just like, leave it at that. And like, if you believe it, then that's cool. But if you think I'm trying too hard to be something else, I'm like, you will be sorely disappointed. You yeah. Know? Well, there's that. I feel like there's that aspect to it. But once you, like you said, you, you got into these areas and these, and these spaces, I feel like your relationship building um, was on point. So is that something that you take into into high value for yourself, like keeping relationships and uh, making genuine relationships with people? Oh yeah, to this day, I f like fuck with only people that I fuck with because they're, they've been genuine with me for so long. Like I get along with like a lot of musicians and DJs because since day one, I wasn't just trying to like get that photo and like be all weird with it, you know? I was like, I'm really a fan of your music. Yeah. And like, if I can get closer and like we fucking get along, it's going to be dope, you know, but I'm just not the guy that was like, I needed immediate like satisfaction from that. You know, I'm like, I hope you like this weed that I brought, you yeah. know, but it's sort of a, a tribute to how tight of a musician, like, I'm not here to do anything. I don't want nothing from you. You know, like, I'm just like 
psyched that you're sort of talking to me. And then it would just be like that five minute conversation turned 10 minutes, then 20 minutes. And then we realized that we get along really well. And then I'm like, wow, like fucking Skrillex. I love you, bro. Like you're a yeah. really nice guy or like boys noise or Thundercat, Flylo. Like these are all my ride or die homies because like I spent time with them initially as a photographer but then sooner and later i was like wow like we get along really well because like we're both not that weird you, you know developed like, into a, a friendship yeah and i i always aim for and gravitate toward those like genuine um relationships like like now i go to like you know i've i've moved on a bit into like more of a like the fashion weeky kind of space oh, of really? like more of like the um the streetwear creative side of other things and like the art side and it's all because of the relationships I made from people from way back then, you know? Yeah, and it seems like it's happened organically for you too, right? Yeah, totally. It's, I mean, I strive that, that like, my entire story will be pretty fucking organic. You know, like, yeah. like my, my goal is to make a story where I'm just, like, I didn't try harder. I'm not trying to, like, gas you up as to how awesome my shit was or whatever. It wasn't even that awesome, but I was surrounded by really sick stuff. and in this authentic viewpoint that I tried to give out, I hope you understand that it was fucking tight. You know? I see. Like you no can form tricks. the opinion for yourself too, right? I want everyone to make their own opinions. I have my own like lens, my viewpoint, right? But I wanted everyone to see for themselves that it wasn't camera tricks that, that this party was sick. It wasn't camera tricks that this event was amazing. Like yeah. it was one of the best times ever. It was this five unedited moments shows you this is sick as fuck and you and i always would say like it's unfuckwittable like uh like a uh, film you know yeah exactly <laughs> well i mean you said you said you're working on putting together potentially a documentary right yeah like, i keep in saying the future? It. yeah I'm, I'm working on it as we speak right now but that's it, crazy it's just a process because i had a whole storyline of what i thought it was going to be and it just like changed a couple months ago you oh know? really why did it change I mean, initially, I'll, I will, I'm not going to tell you what the, the, the new thing is, but initially, I thought, like, I needed to, like, craft the story of that scene that I was in, like, a holistic viewpoint, like, Time Magazine talks about the OOs or something, right? Yeah. And I was like, I need to be the guy that tells that story. The more I think about it, it's like, I, do, I am going to tell that story, but it's going to be more told through, like, what I went through personally rather than, like how great was diplo how great was a track how great because like like to me they were so important to me and i need to show you why they were important to me it's just a byproduct that they're important to you too you know but my story will tell you like we'll meet in the middle as to why like i fucked with them you fucked with them and then it goes along with my story you know Are, is your mindset constantly shifting as you get older you know towards not only what you want but like your ideas and what you actually want to action on? Actually, no. I'm I'm a very believe in like things come to you kind of thing. Like I have plans of like what projects I want to work on, but I'm very into the idea like like right now I take I I get hired to take photos and stuff for a lot of stuff. And it's purely like referral based, you know? Like oh, I don't ask people. Yeah, I don't ask people for more work. Like I don't care if I work more, to be honest interesting like i'm working on these other projects that'll like really really be my meaningful stuff my day-to-day -day, i mean yeah it pays my rent and it's awesome like it's good rates too and like today i got hit up for like 
like a low key wedding of my friends, and they just oh, want crazy. me to be there to shoot it. And I was like, as long as it's, I don't have to be responsible for like the ring ceremony stuff, oh, and yeah. like, like if it's in my wheelhouse of like the reception, I'm fine. And they're like, yeah, it's gonna be like that. I'm like, all right, bet I'll do it. But normally, I don't shoot weddings. You know, like I don't shoot mm. stuff. Like I, I go by case by case. Like oh. you have the freedom to be able to choose what it is that you want to take on. You don't have to. Yeah, but that's me saying that now. Because for many years, I did not get paid, like, anything for taking photos or video. You know, like, like a lot of people growing up, and especially if you're, like, a content creator, there's a lot of people like, oh, you have a camera? Like, oh, you know how to take photos? Can you just do it for us for free for some, like, some follower handoff or some, some, something that's not really, like, money to pay for the shit yeah, that you did, right? right. So, like, I was, like victim to that forever you know trying to like build a name forever you know but in the last regret that no because back then there was no money in it you know Mm -hmm. there was no social media strategies there was no monetization for youtube videos there was no monetization for twitter or x or fucking instagram content anymore it was like you got paid for relation with relationships yeah for sure and and i'm those are way more valuable because i got Mm -hmm. hired through relationships you know yeah i got paid really well through relationships absolutely but back then it was like like i'm so way back that like i made money on youtube and then i had to demonetize everything because i was i had music of oh copyrighted music i didn't think about that before the copyrights i was making money off of their music yeah before that they started that law before the what is it the um it's a couple letters like the mcm AMPC whatever some shit yeah some shit but like I was getting like a thousand bucks a month and then I stopped getting them because they're like you don't own the music and I'm like you're right you know <laughs> you know like yeah. what are you gonna what say you, you gonna know? do now it's a huge business you know and oh, it's like, it is but for like a good two years like you know and, and that's what I liked enjoying the the growth of the internet and the technology of it like there were there were fun things to like play around with you know and that was one of the fun things you know is there is there a certain memory or moment that kind of stands out to you over the past, you know, however many years? Like, a few that might, you know, be some of the best memories of your life? Yeah, like, and the best part about it is you can, like, go on my YouTube from way back and, like, and see find them again. You know, like, yeah. like, when I saw Daft Punk play without a mask at Busy P's birthday at Cinespace, like, Steve Aoki's party... And, like, I had just have this one video that nobody else has, you know? And it's, like, yeah, bro, like, that's mine, you know? And it's, like, of the thing that I fucking love the most. And it was a, it was a surprise thing. And, like, it's an HD. And, like, it's shot in 09. And it's, like, <laughs> it's my shit, you know? Yeah. And then, like, another, you know, there's, like, a lot of little moments. Like, Kanye showed up at this, like, fest or this party that we were, like, me and Virgil and my friend Louis uh, Brodinski were doing for, uh, bromance record shout out bromance like that shit's on me forever like fucking <laughs> oh is it really yeah, yeah the tat yeah. and um it was a french techno label called bromance and it was like okay very influential kind of to me and them and everyone else but kanye showed up to that party and i just have like this shot this footage of like i'm on stage just like literally like this close to kanye and like the security guard there's nobody pushing me off because i was like this is my this is our party Oh, he showed yeah. up at our party, and and then at a certain point, he's just like fucking with the camera, like going like this to me, and I'm like, "This is great. <laughs> this is a great like moment." Memory, you know, yeah. but I have many cool moments like that that are just in there. Um, 
they're cooler contextualized you know like like i have like i always show my friends it's like a trick like if if it's like late enough and we're like drunk enough and whatever we'll just go on my youtube and i'll just show them like hey you want to see some cool shit and then it's like one of my videos that i really loved was Travis Scott before he got big and he, like his big hit was like Upper Echelon. You oh know? really? But during that time, was it was it that Fool's Gold? N- no, it was at uh, it was at Fader Fort in Austin. Okay, because you have some Park. iconic and videos then, yeah. of Fool's Fool's Gold. Yeah, like, that too. Because like A Track and like uh, Catch Dubs, they like let me just have free reign because they're the homies. You know, they're like there's like nobody on stage and I'm just like. In front of like Post Malone yeah. and Jaden's faces, <laughs> and I'm crazy, just like video. I'm just really stoned, and this is what <laughs> I do, and you can take it up with a track, you know? Like, yeah, I was yeah. like whatever, and nobody gave a fuck because like you know, it, I was always doing it kind of out of respect too, though you know. Mm. I wasn't trying to fuck up their day. I just was like, yo, I just want to get the craziest footage right now that kids are gonna remember later, you know? Yeah, and good thing you did right because I feel like nowadays, if if you want, if there's no like recording or evidence of it happening, it almost can kind of get lost in history, right? Like, well, I got to do it before a lot of people got big, so I didn't have to like sign away waivers saying that like I can't like use you do this nowadays. footage. Yeah, like yeah. Try taking a video of Travis right now. Try taking a video of Post Malone right now. Try taking a video of Jaden. There's just like safeguards until like they own the footage or something you know yeah i'm just happy that in the like the wild west of the internet back then like i still got to retain most of my rights of everything you yeah know? and who knows if things will go back to a time like that where you're able to do what you were able to do right like you, you probably won't, never nah, you'll yeah. never we won't be never. alive yeah <laughs> no it's just like there's so much money in it now that they figured out that like you can't just like let it go you know absolutely yeah, but whatever. Well, were there some? Are there some all some relationships for you that you hold kind of like really near and dear to you that you're really grateful for? I know you have a lot of them, but are there like a few that come to mind? Well, I mean, I'm really tight with like my core people. You know, like in terms of music, there's friends. In terms of the fashion world, there are friends. You know, and these are people that I always constantly go towards back and forth. So. There's a lot of them, you know, like I love my relationships. So like there are people that I, I, I go back and I'm like, like, I feel like back then, like the two dudes in the music scene that really put me on were like Mike B, who's a DJ, like the one of the legend DJs, like everyone's favorite DJ, you know, and DJ AM, you know, and rest in peace. Like they both like let me tag along, you know, mm-hmm. then like later on, like Busy P, like who manages Ed Banger Records, who does like Justice and. Um, he used to manage Daft Punk back in the day, you know? He would let me tag along in that whole French crew when I would, like, want to hang out, you know? And then Flying Lotus's crew would, like, let me t- tag along. And then, like, like I literally just fucking walked across the street, ran into Fly Lotus' manager in the street, like, That's how it- on the way here today, you know? Oh, are you serious? Yeah, like, wow. shout out Dom. But I was like, yo, oh, like, I was like, oh, like, you know, it's these things, but we're still friends and we're still like have a relationship. That's what I wanted to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have mad love for like Brodinsky, uh, Gesaffelstein, Guillaume Berg, like my whole like French techno squad. But when I met those French guys, they introduced me to Virgil Abloh, you know? Uh. And then because Virgil was like tagging along, DJing with these guys in France all the time, you know? Then like, Brodinski and Gasoffelstein and Guillaume and all that stuff, like hung out with Virgil when he was like in the Yeezus era and then 
Oh, damn. Then Geza and fucking Brody have a track on Yeezus. You know, it's like, it's all related. It cra- it's crazy how organically it happens too, right? You're not like intentionally being like, I want to meet this person. So I'm going to like try to be around the people they hang around with. Like it was just n- like totally. naturally happen- happening for you. Totally. Like, and then through Virgil, I met that kid, Zach Bia, you know, who like, I met him like young and I was like, who is this kid? You know, yeah. and then, but he's super nice and I really like his energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And Virgil was the guy that like put me onto him and like in Paris, we would like kick it, you know, or, like, like we went to Virgil's like apartment, you know, and we wow. kicked it, you know, and just yeah. like, I'm like, bro, like, I, I love this kid, you know? And then like, you know, then I see him like DJ for like uh, Drake the other week. Oh at, yeah, like, I was there at you know? the Kia Forum, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking proud of this kid, you know? Yeah. But, but, like, I always want to be, like, the guy that's not, like, oh, there's more talent and it might take away a spot. Like, no, I don't ever, like, hate on the new t- generation or whatever. That's- I'm, like, it's all generational things and you're all the heroes of everyone else's generation. You know, it's, like, and I'm, I'm all for it. You know? That's what I was going to ask you, too, like, how it's, like, kind of taking a step back and watching the, the newer generation um, kind of take over. I mean, there's certain things, uh, of course, that, like, suck, but there's some positive amazing things that happen yeah that, that if you it's like everything else you have to find the gems that are there you know mm-hmm. i won't say everything like i don't really get the tiktok generation because their attention spans are like so short now yeah. like if you really look at it my videos are like five minutes long like that's a fucking of that's, no o- that's oppenheimer to a child you know yeah, like that's true you know it's just like it's, it's crazy. barbie versus oppenheimer like, for sure, yeah. bro, it's just different <laughs> and um and i'm here to be like maybe if you fuck with my shit you're just a little bit more like patient you know yeah um but i don't know like i but yeah there's like cool young parties that i fuck with like i fuck with favela i fuck with like my friends discotech i fuck with um i, I don't know just a just lot things. of different upcoming fashion brands too yeah right? like, like i love streetwear brands that grew grew in like you know like to take a word that's in my vocabulary like born and raised you know like they yeah. put me on to so many other people that are like also like chicano brands that are trying to grow up underneath like the wing of that you know or like indigenous fucking tribe stuff that i found out through born and raised or how i found out about babylon is like based from a, a punk or like a, a hardcore group called trash talk you know and it's yeah. like then they're doing shit with like they introduced me to verdi who does girls don't cry in japan you yeah. know it's like and these are all organic things and it's all because like we're all pretty fucking like cool with each other connected and it's not because like we all come like because i know a lot of them too it's like to get in that circle is very hard you oh, know 100 percent. i don't know how, how i fell into it but my blend of weed and like dumb <laughs> jokes and like my photos or whatever and and my uh, hopefully my authenticity yeah got along and then now i'm like super protective of that of that circle yeah. you know like like rest in peace sponto but i was like it's it still hurts you know like it's not just a thing yeah we were like i was pretty close with him i I don't want to say like there's a competition of that like we're all close in our own ways with people you know but like i have mad love for his family you know like i love his like wife and his kids and like i met them and stuff but it's more that the fact that like i i was a fan of born and raised because i'm born and raised in la but i'm not like have tattoos or not from venice i'm like not a hood dude you know but yeah it was just great how like one day one of my friends derek and uh and guillaume just introduced me to him you know and then like lee spielman from babylon uh and trash talk and stuff they they just like linked up and shit you know and it was like 
it was really cool, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the brands that you were you're talking about, it's it's crazy that a lot of them birthed in LA, right? Yeah. There's like, so many that are just coming out of LA versus yeah, a lot of other places. I mean, bro, shout out Union. Like they're Those my friends fire. and like um all the people that I fuck with in terms of clothing, like I fuck with them as like people, you know, and they're from LA. We have to be extremely proud of that, you know, yeah. like we're like as as I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I know nothing else. Like I don't know any. Like my music is like G funk related growing up or whatever, and all this stuff. It's like I'm so proud to be from Los Angeles. You know, a hundred percent. Like my Korean, my family's Korean. Man, I'm so hot right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like baking <laughs> yeah, right now, the, bro. The, the, the light footage, is pretty yeah, hot like, right here. I know, like, bro. <laughs> I'm shout sorry. out. Yo, this footage. I'm gonna be like look like a melting like cabbage, ice cream you know, like, like cone. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, dude. I know, the light is crazy right here. And then the heat, heat rises, so. Great. We on the eighth level. Great. This is, <laughs> hey, Creative Omnia's shout out, bro. I know, like, yeah. Hey, mate, so somebody, uh, somebody sponsor us, air conditioning company. <laughs> yeah, like, for real, That would dude, be real shit. nice. Give me a silence air conditioning company. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, I'll stop being a bitch. Uh, like, um, what's it called? Um, being from Los Angeles, we have to carry it with pride if you're from here, you know? And. I will, and I, I will never not be proud for the fact that, like, in the genetic lottery of yeah. my Korean family could have moved anywhere in America. Like, I could have grown up in, like, racist-ass Mississippi. Like, like, in the words of Kanye, it'd be like, yo, sometimes they ask you, like, how would your life be like if you lived somewhere else? Well, guess what? You'll never know. You know? Like, <laughs> like I'm from L.A., we'll bro. That's where it happened, you know? Like, I'm yeah. from L.A. I'm so grateful to be from here, too. I feel like it shapes you. Like, where, you're, where your environment is. I mean, we're in the best multicultural place in the world. Like, we have respect for everyone. Like, everyone that, like, it's like New York, too, where it's like, yeah. you get a piece of the pie, but you represent that pie, and you get a piece of that in, in, the, in the L.A., like, Koreatown is Koreatown. It feels like Koreatown, you know? Yeah. Go to, like, fucking, like, El Sereno or whatever, and it's like, I feel like Mexico, you know? Like, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, like, there's spots. You know, you go to, like, Arcadia, straight up China, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's San Gabriel. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. You want that boba, you go there. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. But anyways, with all that said, it's, I like L.A., though, more because it's so wide, so there are spaces for this, you know? That's like, in true. New York, it's, like, two blocks of, like, Congestion. high rise you know but there's like san gabriel valley bro that's a lot that's a big three word to say you 100%. know 100 that's where i'm from I'm from west covina oh we're yeah. I'm in window okay yeah well i don't know if this is true or not so tell me if it's not but this article also said that you were born in south korea are you no are i was you, born in la who's, you, who's what article yo are you south korean though i mean my family's from south korea well they, I think my ancestors are from like the northern Korea provinces, but it's oh. during a time where like everyone's from North Korea or South, like everyone is like just mixed Koreans, you know? It's just the day they made a border, and I'm sorry that that yeah. happened. <laughs> I'm not a communist or anything. I'm just saying that like genetically, it's like, you know, Eastern Germans and Western Germans one day, they're still German, <laughs> yeah, but like it just, you had a fucked up day where like they made a wall one day, you know? <laughs> 100%. So it's like, I'm sure I have South Korean, North Korean, like everything, blood roots. Um, but I was never born in South Korea. I was born in like fucking Huntington Park. Like, and I'm fucking grew up in Glendale. You know, I was like, yeah. 
whoever did the research i can't okay what's the next thing that this person said about me oh, and i would man. love to refute. let me pull up the article yeah. maybe we can are you sure you spell my name right like i don't know who <laughs> yeah I like did. glenn with two you n's your picture on it bro that's how i knew that's it was, fucking crazy somebody's got false information on my guy right here but but growing up in los angeles yeah. can you touch on like what your parents were like and how your upbringing was as a child yeah my parents are divorced so i grew up with mostly my mom who lives here and my dad lives in Korea. But I'm happy I grew up with my mom in LA rather than growing up in Korea. Like <laughs> I could be wearing like makeup trying to be a K-pop guy and it's like I'm happy that I'm from LA where I was very like I have real roots for being like a Los Angelino, you know? Yeah. Like actual uh like you're not like cause I feel like right now a lot of people from here or that live here aren't from here. Right? Yeah, totally. Like this is the place to come to for everybody to make whatever they want to make no, happen. Yeah, totally. This, this is where the heat rises, this, you know? It's like, like, yeah, like, yeah, the heat you, rises, bro. You didn't know you were signing for Hot Ones, huh? Well, shit, for real. Like, <laughs> man, we haven't even tried a sauce yet. It's crazy. I know. All um, right. Well, I got this. I got the article yeah, pulled yeah, up. Pull up. It says, uh, uh, Glenn Jam, also known as Glenn Han. Okay. Born March 23rd, 1989. Is that true? No. <laughs> Way younger. I'm way oh older. Oh my god! We don't have to go to the actual date, but I'm I'm older than that. Okay. And born in Seoul, South Korea, he grew up in Los Angeles, California, where he started as his career as a photographer. In 2009, he moved to New York with a friend for a couple of years. Did that happen? No. <laughs> it did it. I mean, I had a girlfriend that lived in New York, but I never lived in New York ever. I've always lived in Los. Like I paid rent in Los Angeles for. All my life. That is crazy. What, says, else, what else is there? I'm what, so intrigued by this. This is the best. What, what, what he takes pictures of is performers at music festivals and events and DJs like any other photographer at those events. Um, the reason, reason why his pictures are so interesting is because he <coughs> takes them of subjects who are the performers. Yo, this is like, you know those like TikTok translations of things or whatever? Yeah. It's just like... Like a Chinese interpreter, like made a video of something, and they like they're giving their readout explanation. This is what this sounds like. It's like the AI glitched and like. Bro, this AI is dumb as fuck. It don't even know what's up. Like, Maybe AI wrote this. He started being a photographer at the age of sixteen. No, he would sneak into clubs and go to music festivals to capture pictures of performers. Till he found out, <laughs> till he found his friend from New York. Which was a DJ that led him into many other festivals. <laughs> no, this is this crazy. is insane. I I can't wait to hire this person to write my bio. <laughs> like this shit is fire. And also, is it like online? What is yeah, this? Yeah, it's online. I need, I need a. I, you need to link me to this because it's like it's insane. Prezi.com. So Prezi.com. Yeah. Shout out Prezi.com. Prezi That's crazy. Nah, but um, overall, I feel like. We have to set the record straight on how your actual journey was. Like, so as you were mentioning, like you, you were a child growing up in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, what were some of the major influences for you, like, in, especially in your early ages? I mean, influences were definitely like, you know, hip hop, like rap, like, you know, like all the G Funk stuff, like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, all that stuff. But it was like through. The guided lens of shout out my friend Leonard Lee, who like always played me all this shit at church. You know, oh, like that's I, how you got into it. Yeah, or I, I found learned, out about it. I learned it? a lot of my like hood rat shit 
at church. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is a very accurate thing to say if you're Korean in LA. Really? If you watch the show Beef, like it, it all starts to make sense. You know? Okay, that's, so that, that's actually what the experience is like. Mm-hmm. It actually is. Like, it, it, I've met a lot of great pastor's kids that were like the worst kids. You know, like I met a lot of like fools that were like the best. I mean, not to say that it, like everyone's bad. It's just that like uh-huh. during the formative years, that's where I got my baggy pants from. That's where I got my like spiky hair from. That's where like I hung out with friends that like took me to under eight. Like when I was, when I was 16, I would go to like bars and like, like uh, pool halls and shit in K-Town in, with them. In K-Town? Yeah. How you get into those? They didn't really, back then it was different. They didn't... It, it was definitely illegal. And it was just like one of those like under, it was just one of those things, you know, like they just let you do it because it's Koreatown. You know, it was just like, yeah. it, I don't know what to say other than that, you know? And also being from Glendale, like your proximity to Los Angeles wasn't too crazy, right? Like as somebody that was born in West Covina, it was a harder push so as a kid to try to go live that Los Angeles lifestyle. Yeah, but I didn't like kick it in like Glen or I didn't kick it in K Town when I was growing up though. You know, like okay. my family was always like, yo, they're all hood rat shit. Like you don't want to be there and they're like, you can't really kick it there. I'm like, all right, I don't have a car, so I guess I'm not going. Yeah. You know, it's like it's easy when you live in Glendale because it was also far enough where you're away from it too, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast that your mom was like so excited for you to get, you know, a corporate job with Disney, for example. When you were growing up, were they kind of trying to push you to go more of that like safety net route? Um, I think every Korean parent, every Asian parent wants you to go the safety route. Why do you think that is? That's because like you grow up Asian, like you have to work hard and nothing's ever guaranteed. So it's like you got to go with the safety route because something's somewhat guaranteed if you do that, you know? Yeah. Things I feel like now are so much different, though, because back then also there, it's not like you had very much access to seeing successful creatives in every, any different medium. Now it's just like a different story because people are doing so many crazy good shit as creatives that there's like use cases that you can see but back then it was just like you want to be a photographer like what the hell what is that going to do for you oh yeah i understand i wasn't like into photography ever you know it's like Mm -hmm. now i like it but it's one of those things where i basically took photos because i was like nobody's gonna believe me from like the cool story that i'm gonna tell about this night you know and it was, like, my only evidence. And that's, like, being, like, a dork that, like, didn't get invited to parties usually growing up, you know? When I took photos, it's more, like, evidence rather than, like, art or memories, you know? It was more, like, nobody's going to believe fucking Glenn. Because, like, Glenn doesn't go to these things. Like, Because you, you said you were a good boy, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, I was, like, afraid of raves. I was afraid of ecstasy. I was afraid of all that shit, you know? Because, like, they're just, like... I. I just want to go to college. I just want to do all this shit, like, growing up, because, like, to not let my family down. What, what did you... Did you ever want to be something else when you were, like, younger? I mean, I, there was, like, once or twice I wanted to maybe be a lawyer or something, but okay. I just never... I never went in that, like, career path or anything to get to that. It was just always, like, Glenn likes to fucking argue a lot, so he should be a lawyer <laughs> kind of shit, you know? Yeah. And, like, my family was always like, oh, he's, like, smart enough to be, like, doing this. Like, I was really good at school, you know? Like, I had, like, a... like. A good GPA in high school and then in college, like graduated honors and everything, you know. But after you leave school, I was just like, I'm over it. I don't want to be in school anymore. I did it all. Like, you I said you're at UCLA. I went to UCLA. I mean, I got my undergraduate, but I was like, I don't, why would I want to spend more money 
to go to school and it's like way more money to go oh, to this yeah. school you know 100 percent. and i'm like nothing's guaranteed and whatever you know like i don't know i just wasn't in it and i was just like oh, i'll just get this job at disney and then like i just i thought i was just gonna be like in the corporate path you know yeah we're like oh I'll, i did a marketing job here then i did another marketing job then i'll be a, in a, a marketing guy and then i'll be like you know like do whatever but as I was working at Disney, which is, like, a great job oh, for someone yeah. when you're, like, 23, 24, like, you get to go to Disneyland all the time <laughs> for your family, and then, like, it's not a very difficult job, you know? It's more, like, keeping track of things every day and making sure the ship runs smoothly. Well, that, I think that goes to show that you could have very easily lived that life. Yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It could have been easy. Good. I was pretty good at it until it just got so boring to me that I stopped caring and that's probably why, like, I stopped doing it, you know? Like, I, I saw, like, people at, at the job that's, like, twice my age, like, whistling while they work, <laughs> buying all the Disney shit, you know? Like, and putting it in their offices. And I was like, yo, this ain't for me, you know? Like, I like, I like the environment. I like the people I work with. Like, I never had a problem with anyone, like... Plus, also, I was, like, the young, cool kid. So they, oh, all, really? they all wanted to fuck with me, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, that's cause true. They, but I never, like, let them know what I was doing. Like, I never let them know I was, like, shooting clubs at night or, like, you, hanging out with... You kept those two lives separate? Fucking, no, I fucking didn't let them know at all. One time, like, someone that worked in a different department at Disney but in the same building... Like, saw me at the club, right? Oh, crazy. But I'm, like, at the, like, DJ. We're, like, dapping up the DJs and, like, smoking a <laughs> joint. And I They're was just, fine. like, trying to pretend like he didn't see me kind of shit. You know? Because, like, yeah. I was trying to keep it laser. You know? Like, I don't want that. I don't want him to be misconstrued. Because when I was at work, I was, like, professional. You know? That's like, so crazy. That's so funny because I'm the same way. Like, I have a day job. I yeah. work for Snapchat. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. on the side, I have this whole other life that nobody at for work sure. knows about. For like, sure. they have no idea that I do this. They and know, though. It's Snapchat. You think so? Yeah, for sure, bro. Because yeah. this is, like, internet adjacent. You there, know? Bro, there's been some coworkers that came up to me like, I saw that interview, dude. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like no. Come on, you like that? No. I know. I, I mean, it, it feels good, but that I'm, shrug right there, I, bro. That's a, that's a, that's a. I, I fuck with that. Yeah. What's he say? Was he look? Is he is he looking at me? Like that? That's the shrug right there. No, like I, I wanted to keep them separate, of course, like for so long. But I feel you and why you wanted to do it. Yeah. I just No, I mean, I was trying to keep it so separate, but like, man, there were times where I'm like working all day. I went out the night before, all night until like, well. This is also a great thing about be being in LA. It was just like, I could go party only until like 2 a.m. and then it's done, you know? And I could go get ready to go to home and eat and sleep and get to, get to work by like 9. You know, it was like very yeah. doable. Like, thank God I didn't grow up in like New York or whatever where I could go on to like 6 a.m. and <laughs> I can't make it to work, you know? Yeah. Like, it was a very sustainable, young career plus party path that I lived during those days, right? Cause it was, and also I didn't really drink. I just like smoked weed, you know. So I was like, didn't have a hangover. I was just like, it didn't catch up to you. I just was really hungry at the end of the night for being stoned, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, did like fast forwarding to now, then have things changed for you in terms of like what's sustainable and what you're looking forward to doing next? Um, like I said, I'm trying to make that doc. So it's, that's the real next, you know, it's, okay. it's what happens also from that is the, what's like the next. And also I've been waiting for the long run, you know? 
So I like hopefully I can start making the book that I want to make. Oh, start okay. doing all the stuff that I want to do because it's like I have enough photos now. I have enough like of a direction of what I would make it. Like and then I can like make a t-shirt that goes with it with like a brand that I fuck with or whatever because now it'll like mean something, you know? Like it's all about the real story, you know? Right. And I don't I don't I won't get there till I fucking do it. I'm just more open with like I hope this fucking festival books me for next month that I really want to go to. I want to still do Art Basel in Miami. Oh, yeah. Because in my mind, these are just all markers that are like more pages into the book that I'll eventually make. So it's like I'm not wasting any time. I'm just doing the day-to-day stuff, but... Being really present. Yeah, but meanwhile, I'm still like at night, I got to like write up something that I got to send to someone for the doc, you know? But yeah, I'm moving forward with stuff, but... There's also days where I'm just like, fuck, bro. I'm just going to watch Winning Time on HBO for, like, the whole season, you know? Yeah, just a day to yourself to mm-hmm. do nothing. Yeah, like, that's how, like, because I'll pull in long hours, though. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, last week I shot, like, four days in a row of something. Not to say that it was, like, eight hours each day, you know? But it was, like, something each day that someone was counting on me for. I know? see. Well, I feel like that's a a certain type of freedom in itself to be able to like wake up and do what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. must be so grateful to have this life versus the one that we were talking about. That's more corporate. Like yeah. that's, that sounds like a dream to me. Like that's what I aspire to be in the position of one day yeah. to be able to, you know, do what I want to do and not have to rely on a, a, a job. You know, that sounds like the dream to me. I mean, I would, it's hard to do though, to right. get to that point. It was just like, now people fucking give me somewhat of my worth, you know? But for a long time, man, I got down, like, just lowballed on everything, you know? Oh, yeah. But now I feel like since I've shot for so long and since I've been on a good, like, on good terms with everyone, you know, and, like, not fucking it up every opportunity that I've gotten, you know? And keeping tabs with all the people that are good to keep tabs with kind of shit, you know? Um. Now I feel like I'm getting what I deserve, you know? Yeah, like all that work is paying yeah. off. But there's pay. it took a long time. I could have quit a lot because it wasn't fucking paying my fucking bills. Was there a lot of times you thought about quitting? Well, I can't really quit this though, you know? Like I can't just stop taking photos though, you know? It's just like really weird. So, but like in terms of like that as a real job, yes, I was definitely down to quit that shit and get a real job again, you know? Like a real corporate job because I'm like, Bro, I was good when I was there at corporate. I just decided to move on to this when this world was popping, you know? But yeah. it doesn't mean I can't fucking write sick-ass emails and <laughs> yeah. fucking be passive-aggressive at an office, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm very good at water-cooler talk. There's a lot of passive-aggressive like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> But that's the shit that I learned is, like, when, when I worked at, at um, a corporate job, I used that era as, like, it socialized me, you know? It taught me how to write an email, but never be, like, an aggressive person in an email. Yeah. Like, if shit ever went down, bro, I learned to, like, shut the fuck up and, like, let you say some shit. And I'm going to be like, hey, this guy said this. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm like, I know shit gets heated. Like, but when I'm off the email, I'm like, this motherfucker, fuck <laughs> this fucking dude. You know, he don't know what the fuck he's doing. But I'll be like, um, yeah, like, that was just, I, I mean... You know, blah, blah, blah. You per, know? My, per my last email. <laughs> no, but it's just like you saw how like the permanence of email chains were. 
how like it was like all receipts like i learned all that shit when i was like 22 yeah, though you know yeah, yeah. and i learned it when it, like the internet was just happening because i was like using myspace at night and understood what the internet really was like like professionalism bro i was downloading illegal music during the day and fucking selling music online to, <laughs> on disney you know like it was fucking you Two gotta know opposites. what's up you know like yeah. and i was just like i'm just happy i wasn't dumb during that era you know but yeah. it was just like yeah it's it's just funny it's just all funny when you think about it yeah well I'm, I, like i said i'm sure you're really grateful that you ended up uh cho choosing the path that you chose right now um moving forward though when people if people want to follow your journey how like where where is it best for them to follow you on just like your socials ig yeah like my instagram i try to keep it one-to-one -one with like what i'm feeling like if there hasn't been something posted in a couple of days because like, i don't feel like doing it and you got a lot of content that seems like you don't you're not putting a whole lot of effort into it right like i mean it's it to me, I'm not using it, like, I'm not monetizing my Instagram. I'm not using it for this other than, to be honest, like, it is somewhat of a portfolio of how I shoot, you know, lately. Because I just, like, these are the memories that I've shot, and I upload those memories, and, like, it could be a pop-up. It could be a concert. It could be a festival. It's just my life, you know? It's just, like, my day-to-day, -day and... But it doesn't seem like you're being too, like, you're not putting so much thought into, Yeah, because like, that shit corny, bro. Yeah. To, me, to me, it's corny as fuck. Like, mm -hmm. like, having a storyboard for an Instagram post or whatever and, like, saying whatever. I will say, though, I do take a little bit of time choosing my little emojis, like, oh, for really? the Instagram post. I'm like, this calls for a wood log, a <laughs> DNA, and it's a important. hug. You it's know, important. like, shit like yeah. that. Like, it does, and then, and then I do spend a little bit of time of, like, what I want to call it, you know, like, the, 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 the title of it. Because I'm big into puns. I'm big into this, and I'm, like, I really wanted to see... Like, the other day, I saw, like, um, the musician Miguel, right? He, uh -huh. had a, he had a listening party at Sony, but he's, like, the homie. Okay. And I know his management, like, pretty good. So I took some photos of his... Or this really awesome fucking show that he did, like, like a, a showcase, but... Like, I don't want to give it away, but it was, like, it, it had to do, do with, like, physical pain and, like... Was it that thing that went viral? Yeah, of like, 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 hanging the hooks, on yeah. that. But I'm, like, taking photos of it, right? And then I do an Instagram post because I was, like, I want to do my own, right? And, and it's, like, crazy photos. And I'm, like, what should I call it, right? And I'm, like, Peter Pain. Peter you know, Pain. like, because he's, like, floating in the air and it's, like, pain, like, Peter Pan. Like, you know, yeah. those are the things that are, like, I really, really... You enjoy... Really, but I do take a little bit of time. I'm not going to say, like, I, it's not fucking a thought-out process. I choose, like, 10 photos out of, like, 70 photos of that day. Or That's true. You know? Like, uh -huh. yes, I do take my time. But my motivations, though, aren't, like, monetary, though. You I know? see. That's what I'm just going to tell you. I'm not doing this for someone else's benefit except for mine. You know? like I got you. Like, I really hope this joke hits. Or, like, I really hope this person really likes this photo of themselves. Like, that's the only reason why I'll do things like that, you know? Yeah. But I'm over that whole, like, social, like, like I've been offered, you know, to do it for monetary things. But it's like, I don't want to make a fucking reel every other day. Like, yeah, it that's the algorithm. You, yeah, because that's when you lose interest. Like, that's like the whole, like, the vlogging culture that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, the self, I'm going to do a vlog of myself every day. I'm like, bro, how interesting can you be 365 days a year? Like, Tom Cruise, like fucking 
Will Smith, like those dudes aren't even interesting 365 days of the year, yeah. every fucking minute, you know? And like when like Jake Paul and those fools were like making it seem like you could do that, you know? It really fucked up like <laughs> people's minds, you know? Yeah. Like that's why like I can't get beat. I can't get caught up in it because it's like I'm also like older. Like I don't have a TikTok. I just don't think it's like relative to what I want to share. You know, like I'm like an archivist. Like you, you don't need 30 second clips of or 10 second clips of me dancing or or on like the latest wave of like your favorite music or whatever. It's just like I know what I want to do. Instagram kind of suits me, you know, yeah. and YouTube kind of suits me or or this, you know. Absolutely. But I'm not talking shit about TikTok. Like TikTok's dope. My home homegirl used to work there and shit and like oh she got her bag and shit, but it's just like one of those things where it's just like not for me cuz if I were to do it aside from maybe making an archival kind of instructional kind of TikTok, you know how there's like that some That seems more your your lane. Yeah, but it's not like Yo, check out what I'm wearing. Like, yeah. check out the fit. Like, fucking, you know who I'm gonna hang out with today? Oh, God. Yeah. You know, it's God. like, no, I'm not gonna do any of that shit. You know? Yeah. It's like it, I want people to be naturally funny. Sorry, I'm doing this. I'm just like, my fucking Stick hands are sweaty <laughs> oh, and shit. God. I'm sorry. Like, no. Thank I you. This has been a great. Like, the sound is amazing. The well, wine we... has been great. The water has been great. The company with Levi has been great. I'm just sweating my ass off. It's still we gotta summer, get the temperature dog. right. We gotta sure, get the temperature bro. right. No, up I here. get it. It's because of the the air conditioning fan. That shit is loud as fuck. I mean, it's just whatever, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's okay. you gotta figure this shit out. <laughs> no, we do. We or do. you only shoot during the winter and like <laughs> <laughs> just stock up on episodes during the winter yeah, time. Yeah, just like close just, down. Yeah, just like down jackets. I think like, I left the window open. I think that I don't know if that has to do with anything, but I think that might be letting some hot heat in here. I feel like it's letting out some hot heat, oh, to be honest. That's true. I mean, we got the light in here. No, that's no, kind of shot. Adding cool some though. heat to it. I feel like it cooled down a bit, though. A little bit? I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but it, speaking on the documentary, I feel like, is, has it been a, a struggle, not struggle, but has it been difficult to go through all that footage? Because you must have so much heat and just so much footage in the archive. Has it been a challenge to, to be able to go through all that? It sucks, bro. <laughs> it's a lot, right? Because this is why also I don't edit videos. Like, this was my reasoning as to why I'm not good at editing videos. I want to, like, move on to the next day and shoot the next thing, right? Yeah. If I, whenever I edit it or try to edit once in a while and look for footage and go backwards, I'm, like, groundhogs dang, like, reliving this day again and again and, like, being, like, putting, a, like, a, a magnifying lens on this, like, day that happened a long time ago. And it's, like... Meanwhile, I want to, I'm more rather shoot what's happening today or tomorrow rather than still wa like, you know, wandering into the, like the past, you know? So I, I'm not really great at it. So I, that's why I'm like trying to get my friend to help. Who's like sort of like a archivist kind of a person. Yeah. I, cause I need direction on, on stuff. Like I need a fresh set of eyes rather than just my eyes over and over and over and over and over doing it. I think know? that's important though, to recognize what you're not good at, right? Just yeah. as much as it is to recognize what you are good at, because yeah. you can, like you said, kind of have somebody else help you out with that weakness that you have, yeah. you know, you don't have to be good at everything. I'm not good at anything except two things kind two of things. you know like i always always like uh liam neeson like i have a, sp a special set of skills and like, 
taking photos of people on like this little camera that I got. You know, like that taken monologue. Yeah, that's fucking. That's me. Well, okay. Well, what would you say that you you describe yourself? If you had to label yourself as whether it's like a a music historian, like a documentarian, photographer, videographer, like what would you? Do if you can control that narrative for yourself. I like the term historian. I really like the term historian because it's like, I like the fact that it's like not documentarian because it's like, I'm not working for a documentary. You know, I'm not, I, it, I may make one, right? But yeah. I feel like a documentarian is like, you're in the process of making a documentary and it's been all along. Like historian is just like, it just keeps going on forever. And you're just like taking notes of the era, like, there will be a historian after me, you know? Yeah. But I would love, like, yeah, that's what I think of. You know, I, I like the, like, the more esoteric version of it. Like, the more, like, school version of it. Okay. You know, like, yeah. something like, you could, you could study to be a historian kind of in my mind, but, like, to become a documentarian is, like, anyone, if they fuck with this one story and can film it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, get, I get what you mean. Bro, you're going to be like one day if you choose to be a, oh. a, a like dope-ass grandpa. Like oh, imagine sure. when you have your grandkids, you're just telling sure. them about like these fucking Not, crazy I'm like, nights yo, that you have. No, but I'll also be like the grandpa. would be like, yo, check out my YouTube. Just like fucking don't leave me alone. <laughs> just like look at that instead. I don't have to tell you the story. Yeah, that's you, crazy. And like put on your AR, uh, Apple re, uh, AR glasses and just relive <laughs> the moment for yourself. Oh, so, yeah, that's you know true. Another like facet to it. That's going to be crazy. Imagine YouTube in like 50 years, 40 years. Like, Bro, it's going to be, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know? I mean, you just can't fathom it. Like in the last, it's just, just the way that I've lived the last, what, 20 years, right? It's just like, I've seen the craziest shit. The innovations. Because like, not having internet. And then having internet, it was like the fucking weirdest fucking feeling, you know? What, yeah. Like when I, I like got all these like computer viruses by downloading illegal music off of like AOL chatbots, you know? It's like, <laughs> bro, it's like old school shit. Like, I was like, and I'd be like, hey, how come like I can't log into my, my shit no more? Like, because uh, you've been downloading fucking illegal music that's like it has viruses all over you know i'm like oh word okay yeah thank you for telling me ma'am you know like yeah it'd be like that pirated shit pirated shit i'm pretty fucking stoned at this point oh, are you you got the pen going yeah i mean shout out timeless and uncle polly timeless and uncle polly what is that uncle polly is a sandwich brand or a sandwich spot hell? in la and timeless is a weed pen brand that my friends run in az so they did a collab yeah that's nuts a sandwich shop with a with a weed brand that's crazy fire that's how we do no no we were talking about and also before i get into that have you had mike's deli mm -mm. off los angeles street mm -mm. bro one of the best sandwiches in la that place is insane did you do mr miyagi that fly i'm trying oh, to almost did no but uh we were talking about what you would label yourself as so you are saying oh, yeah. a historian yeah, right? more historian okay. rather than a documentarian okay. but if i make a documentary then i'll be a documentarian but. yeah you can't be a documentarian unless you put a documentary <laughs> exactly out. right i feel you right 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 all right man well shit we appreciate you hopping on glenn um that was fun man i hope you had fun on it as well any any last words uh before before we end it uh listen to more daft punk listen to more daft punk okay we'll end on that from creative ambiance this is levi glenn jam checking out we'll see you next time peace bye